My little boy right now is 10 years old. I have mapped out, let's say that we live on average for 80 years of our life, right? I am 42. I know based on that generic figure, how many years I have left on this planet, but more specifically, how many Christmases I have left with him, how many birthdays, how many summer holidays, all of those things. It ain't about me, it's about him. Welcome back, everybody, and this is the Fit Father Podcast. I am still Spencer Gallo, your host, and today I'm talking to the man who has gone through way more adversity than most people probably should or will in their lives, an incredible business coach, somebody who genuinely cares about every single person in his circle, ladies and gentlemen, Robert McVie. So welcome, Rob. Uh, for those of you who don't know Rob, he is the founder of Boss Coaches. He's an international coach who's helped nearly 400 health practitioners and fitness experts across 19 countries escape the one-to-one -one hamster wheel and generate consistent $10,000 months. So Rob, thanks again for joining me. Welcome. Pleasure to be here, man. Pleasure to be here. I'm just happy to be part of um, the winner's circle that you've got going on. And um, I'm loving the community that you're building. So yeah, thank you for having me. Awesome, man. Cool. So let's jump, let's jump right in. So tell us a little bit about your background, your experience. Uh, I believe if I'm correct, you came from kind of one-on-one -on, -one on the floor gym coaching. Um, but you know, you're maintaining your own business, which I believe you're working with your wife on that. You know, you're helping other people with your, or with their businesses, your family, you know, you got kids at home. So tell me a little bit about you, your background, kind of how you got here. Cool. It all started, uh, without going too long into it, it all pretty much started from when I joined the forces, 16 years old, back in 1996. And uh, I joined as a combat engineer, later qualified as a physical training instructor, um, where I was training soldiers to go to war. Um, once I left the forces, that's where I pretty much landed in Civvy Street, didn't know what I wanted to do with my time and jumped from gym job to gym job, from fitness instructor to group fitness instructor, personal trainer, and every other job that you can imagine, leisure club attendant, sales manager, um, health club manager, gym manager, all of those things. Um, and I got fed up working for the man, like what so many of us do. Um, obviously, being in the UK, I don't know if you guys know stateside, but there's a gym owner in the UK called Duncan Bannatyne, and he's a self-made millionaire. Duncan Bannatyne's worth about £400 million, so maybe $550 million there and thereabouts. Well, he owned the chain of gyms that I used to work in. And um, it was him that pretty much inspired me to want to reach out and start helping more people by working for myself. So that's kind of where the whole uh, entrepreneurship thing came from, um, where it all started from. So I went into running outdoor boot camps. We had 13 cities across the UK. We hired ex-army physical training instructors, went really well until I discovered that nobody wants to roll about in dog shit in the dark and uh, in British weather in the, in the winter, you know? So um, that that was okay. It was seasonal. And um, I later then opened up a boxing gym, uh, two MMA gyms. Uh, my wife had a dance studio. We had a gym, boxing fight promotion. So we've done lots of different things along along the way before we jumped online. Yeah, I definitely knew a little bit about your story. So it's definitely interesting to hear that you've literally bounced through pretty much everything on the planet. I think the only yeah. thing you missed in there might have been like a CrossFit gym or something like that. Yeah, I'm too old for CrossFit. It wasn't about <laughs> when I first started. <laughs> I wish it was. I wish it was then. It was more MMA back then. Yeah. 
yeah, MMA, I think is finally getting big over here in the States now too. So yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, man. So <clears throat> I know having read your story and uh, I hope that I don't step over a boundary here because I believe that you have it posted on your Facebook, but am I correct? You went through bankruptcy at one point? Yes, I did. Um, it's actually one of the best times in my life. I don't know if any of your listeners have ever been through this, but it was the, it's the best time in my life. But at the time, it felt like the worst time. And I don't mind sharing that at the time, I didn't want to be here. I had suicidal thoughts. I genuinely didn't want to be here. Um, my dad actually committed suicide when I was 12. So at that time, it started, you know, I don't know, like, you look at suicide rates in men, they're way higher in men than they are in women, right? And I started to overthink things and look at it and think, wow, is this hereditary? Is this something that's built into me? Or is this just purely the circumstance, you know, the things that I'm going through right now? So it was a really challenging time. Um, luckily, I'm married to such an amazing person who also happens to be a psychologist and psychotherapist. And she basically got me to get my shit together, stop feeling sorry for myself, take a, uh, a couple man up. And um, we looked about and we found local local halls where I could teach my boot camp classes. And yeah, I went from there. But yeah, the bankruptcy was an interesting thing because I wasn't a corporation company because I was just new in business. I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, in the UK, we have like a sole trader. I don't know what the version of it is in the States, but we were like a sole trader where you can like self-trade. Um, so everything was under my name. I had two cars, lost both cars. My house was repossessed. Every single thing that was in our gym that we'd spent years building up, all repossessed, all completely gone. The only thing I had was pretty much the clothes I had on my back and that was it. And the support of my wife had to start all over again. So challenging time. Yeah, I can only imagine. I thankfully have never had to do that. But to your point of, you know, kind of the the mental health side of things is I know I'm personally involved with Movember, um, which is obviously like one of the biggest companies when it comes to prostate and testicular cancer. But lately they've gotten really big into kind of the suicide prevention thing and the mental health aspect. And and that's part of why, you know, this podcast kind of came about was not just talking fitness, but guys don't talk. And so I think that this is going to end up becoming a really great medium where guys can kind of come in and, and disengage for 30, 40 minutes and, and really understand that this is kind of a safe space for everybody to be talking. What you're doing, buddy, is so important because, yeah, like what you said, there's so many guys where, you know, we're the guy coming out of the cave that's supposed to protect the family and catch the food and all of that stuff. We haven't got time to cry. We haven't got time to feel sorry for ourselves, or we've got to be masculine and manly. But... <laughs> Being able to, it's about getting a balance in my mind. It's about getting a balance between your masculinity and femininity. From somebody who comes from the forces, I was all masculine. I used to box. I used to do MMA. All these things very masculine. I was so masculine that I, I was that guy that wouldn't talk. I wouldn't share my feelings. I wouldn't cry. I wouldn't do any of those things. Now I do all of them. I don't cry that much, but when I need to, you know, because it's important when I need to talk to somebody, I talk to somebody because we sometimes a lot of guys, I think, and you'll know this, we're speaking to so many people in the podcast. We struggle in silence a little bit sometimes. Also in the entrepreneurial world, it can be really, um, it can be really lonely for some people. It was for me in the beginning. It was really lonely. You know, it was me, myself and I, and uh, there was no team that you were going into work with. So 
yeah, it's really just about the way I see it is not struggling through anything privately. There's always somebody out there. So if I look back at what my dad went through, he was 35 years young at the time. He hung himself. And if it's okay, I'll share a quick part of it. He tried to kill himself by crashing his car. Didn't work. He gets 30 stitches across his forehead, five in his eyelid, and God knows whatever else. Perhaps some therapy and whatever. He's lying in the hospital bed. His friend who he was in the forces with goes to see him. I didn't know this until years later, where the, this guy, his friend, became a member at our gym. That's how I found this out. I'm like, wow, you were in the army with my dad. And um, he said, I spoke to your dad in the hospital bed. And he said he was going to do it again. The help at that time, and it's not that much better right now, it, it wasn't, there was no help there for him. He needed, at the time, he needed talking therapy. What he was given at the time was pharmaceutical drugs, which, listen, we're not in this conversation of whether you should go on it or not go on it, right? We'll leave that debate for another day. But what he needed was something deeper. He didn't get that. And then he hangs himself. So I, I don't know if any of your listeners are at that point or thinking about it or anything in between. But basically what I am saying is if anybody is struggling, you really, you really got to reach out and speak to somebody. Because there is always, always, always one, at least one person that loves you and would hate to see you leave this earth. So just guys speaking up about what's going on in their life, whether it's finances, relationships, anything, so damn important, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's safe to say anybody listening to this, the first episode, the gentleman that was on Ricky May said the same thing. He's like, if you got to talk to somebody, he's like, my DMs are always open. I think that you would say the same. And I know for me, if, if you're ever struggling, like drop in my DMs, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok that I unfortunately have, like <laughs> any media that you have or way to get in touch with me, like I will always sit and I will disengage and, and be 100% focused if you need my help. Right. Can any of us be too busy to speak to somebody who's struggling? Never, right? All, right. all, 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 um, all jobs are off if somebody's needing help. That's the way I see it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So going back to kind of your bankruptcy is coming back out of that, where, how did you balance between like maintaining your own personal physical fitness and then trying to build back up this fiscal responsibility, this financial freedom, and still managing, you know, a relationship. And I, I presume somewhere in that time frame, you were starting to talk about uh, having the little ones, right? Yeah, yeah. So this was back in, this was 2011. Our little boy was born in 2012. So this was the year before, right? So big point in, big point in our life. We'd been married the previous year in 2010. So a lot of things happened really quickly. We went from flying in a business to making a bad business decision, you no know, signing a lease that we shouldn't have signed. Um, so yeah, from that point, I can always remember I'd done this. It was the time when everybody's read the book, The Secret, or watched the, the movie of it, right? Most people have anyway. If you haven't, you need to go watch it or <laughs> read the book. So I had watched the movie and I think 2009, and I was into the whole positive affirmation thing. So I took a British 10 pound note and I'd done the whole stereotypical positive affirmation thing. I write a hundred thousand pounds on it and I pin it to my ceiling so that every morning I wake up, I can see it. And every night when I go to bed, I can see it. So I've got a hundred thousand pounds written on this. At the time, we don't have much money. My wife's going crazy and she's like, we need that 10 pound note that's up there. <laughs> <laughs> I can't use it. It's a visualization thing. 
And she's like, yeah, but I think I don't think you get it. We've no food. Anyway, it stayed there. It stayed on the roof, stayed in the ceiling. And nine months and 14 days later, I hit £100,000. This is why I think I hit it. And it's nothing to do with the money. It's just, you know, impact. I probably wouldn't have got there if I hadn't learned the lesson. I don't know who listens to this and if you're religious or spiritual or whatever else. But what I do know is that the universe gives us gifts. Your God, whatever you want to call it, it gives us gifts. And if you're asking for strength, you're not getting given strength. You're getting given difficult opportunities to deal with, to see if you can become strong. For me, I wanted success because I was ambitious and I wanted freedom. And the universe was whispering to me and saying, okay, prove it. So I didn't realize at the time, this bankruptcy was a lesson for me to make me stronger. So in that small moment where I was wallowing in my own self-pity, I eventually got out of it because of my amazing lady, it became one of the best lessons ever for me. So physical side, I was always into training because I was obviously such a physical person and lean into that masculine side. I was always physical training. I ran cross country. I had boxed competitively, done MMA. Um, I was always built like an iron board when I, kid. when I was a kid. I was always really lean. as a typical natural ectomorph body type. So the natural gravitation for me was always to want to put on extra lean muscle mass. So I started getting into weight training quite a lot. And uh, probably too much. Um, no drugs, all completely natural. Um, but I was eating a lot on a daily basis. And I was starting to put muscle on top of muscle. And the compliments were, you look fantastic, but I felt like shit. I looked really good in the mirror, but functionally I was a mess. I had muscles on top of muscles. So I got rid of all that and started to get more functional. So fitness side, I was doing okay. The business side of stuff, it was really a case of... Um, making sure that it didn't happen again because now we've got a little boy. So in 2011, when I was bankrupt, it was just me and like my wife had her business. She was fine. Like, we'd be okay, right? <laughs> but when our little boy came along, and for anybody who's listening to this that's a father, they will appreciate that when you have a kid, it stops being about you. And you're never, ever ready for that. I don't care whether you think you're ready or you're not. Until you have a kid, you're never ready for it because it, it it does something to you that you just can't, you can't think of until it happens. And when it happens, that person becomes your heart. It's like somebody's taking your heart out and they've placed it on that person. So when my little boy goes out to play and he goes to school and he goes nursery, wherever it was he went, he was taking my heart with him. I wasn't prepared for that. So as a father, that was difficult to deal with and try and understand it. So every business decision I made, every health decision, my relationship with my wife, was all based on, I can't screw this up here. I have a duty as, as a father to make sure I'm the best dad that I can be, the best businessman for my clients, best coach, the best husband for my wife, the best man that I can possibly be. So I started studying different languages. I started um, studying for a doctorate in natural medicine. I started doing lots of different things to become a better person with the whole goal in mind at the end of the day, we are, we all know that none of us get out of here alive. Nobody's made out alive yet, right? So we're all leaving at some point and none of us get to know when that is. What I want is when I do leave and whenever that time comes, it's what I left behind, not what I took. That's important to me. And I think that's what should be important to so many of us. Because <clears throat> if you have, you have joy and you have depression, 
on opposite sides of the scale. Right in the middle of those, you have purpose. If you don't have a purpose, you're going to be depressed. If you have a purpose, you're well on your way to having joy. So that's what I work towards on a daily basis, is focusing on helping other people in life through a purpose. And um, yeah, things are just starting to knit in place. I don't chase success anymore. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, it almost, uh, it reminds me with when my grandfather passed away, my dad was speaking at his funeral service and had made a comment. I think it was the priest that had said something to my dad and was like, I remember like, you know, when your parents were coming and whatever. And it was basically like my grandfather's philosophy and rule in like, like everybody in the town knew who he was. And the rule was the door is always open. Like, if you come over at dinner time, there's going to be food on the table. If you come over at lunch, there's probably going to be some sandwiches out. Like the door is always open. You are always welcome in my house. And that, that kind of mindset of, like you said, is, you know, what, what's your legacy? What are you leaving behind? Not taking from the world. And I feel like that to me, when you were saying it kind of resonated with like my grandfather it was like, he was known as that guy that, you know, his door was always open. He was always there if you ever needed him. And that, that whole, like leaving the legacy behind. Yeah. I think that um, if you're ever down in your ways and you're having a bit of a shit day, go help somebody and all of a sudden you're, you're in a good mood. You know, contribution yeah. contribution is one of the six human needs. So if you're contributing and you're filling up that contribution cup, you're automatically going to feel better. And somehow the universe conspires to help you as well. So yeah, contribution is amazing. Yep. So obviously you still probably have quite a few balls in the air. Um, but especially around that time, you know, early 2010s, you had a lot of juggling that you were doing. Were there any, uh, like tips, tricks, tools, resources, or, or even, you know, mentors or something like that, that was kind of helping you keep everything kind of in the air without really dropping any of those balls at one point? Um, I'd love to say that there's a special formula and I probably wouldn't listen to anybody that says that there is because I have a, I have a belief in life that we're all just winging it. Even the smart ones, everybody's just winging it because there is no there is no manuscript and this is how you lead your life, you know? So I'd love to say that, yeah, I had my shit together. Sometimes it's just really just about failing forwards and working out what works and what, what doesn't. Something that I have always done is I've always invested in some form of mentor. So my first ever mentor, I'm actually writing my first book that hopefully fingers crossed, we'll be out this year, 2023. But because Shameless I do... Plug. What is it, sorry? <laughs> Shameless plug. Shameless plug, right, okay. Yeah, right. Because I have so many plates spinning in the air, um, I don't know if that'll happen or not, but it's it's getting written anyway. But um, the reason why I say that is because I think that we, we all naturally want to get somewhere. And... It's one thing writing a plan, but it's another thing following it because sometimes life gets in the way. So the plan that I followed was that I don't really know what I'm doing here. I have a skill set. I have a skill set. I've done well in the fitness industry. I've screwed up, but I've also got success. Let's see where that takes me. And let's chase my passion rather than chasing success and chasing money. And Because in the beginning, it was success and money. It was very clinical and, you know, just robotic. And this is what you should do was to listen to everybody else. Instead, I started to trust a lot of my gut, but I still invested in mentors. So over the past 10 years, we've invested over 300K in mentors. Um, some weren't so good. Some were really good. 
what I believe is that there's always somebody further down the road than you who's done what you're trying to do. And if you can find a way of being resourceful, then you can take the shortcuts so that you can get to that next step. Not for you to make more money or whatever the thing may be, just for you, like more contribution to other people's lives as well as your own, right? So a concept that I developed was that, and I actually came from, um, I'm allowed to name drop here? Oh yeah, go ahead. You can swear okay, too cool. if you need to. <laughs> well, I actually have that problem where I can't not swear. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Um, one of my mentors, Bedros Kulian. Bedros Kulian owns the biggest um, bootcamp franchise in the yep. world. Fit, fit Body Bootcamp, his... yep. Right, yeah, Fit Body Bootcamp, yeah. I was, um, no affiliation, I was one of um, their bootcamp owners at franchisees at the time. And he had said something to us in the mastermind. And he'd said that you can be poor or you can be broke. Broke never, ever lasts forever as long as you have a skill set. Poor is a mindset problem. So you'll be poor if you don't have a skill set. And poor can be not finance, not just finance. It could be poor in your relationships, poor in your health, your, your fitness, whatever. So we were talking about all aspects. And I started to make sure that I might become broke in some of those areas that I can fix, but I will never, ever be poor in any of those areas again, because I'll keep working at them. And of course, what I'm obviously pointing to here is self-development, continually investing in my self-development just to become better. So that was kind of my approach was let's find the right people where I can continually invest in. They can show me the shortcuts. Um, and that's what we still continue to do to this stage. You know, I always think that if you're the smartest kid in the room, you need to get a you need to get a new gang because that ain't cool, you know. So I always like to hang around with older people than me. I always like to hang around with people who are definitely smarter and know more stuff than me because I'm always learning. I never want to be the cool kid in the gang. I'm happy to sit back and just watch and listen. So that was kind of where I went with it back at, back at that time was failing forwards, failing forwards with the goal at that time of opening a gym, which was always the big thing. We had boxing gyms, we had MMA gyms, but I wanted to open a physical fitness, typical fitness gym. Never done that before. So that was on the, that was on the horizon at that time for us. That's awesome. So it kind of reminds me of what's slowly becoming a recurring theme in these podcast episodes is small steps lead to big impacts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it, I can't remember who was it said. I think was it Mark Twain? You don't need to see the whole staircase. You just have to take the first step. You yeah. know, just like who cares what the staircase looks like? Who cares what the journey looks like? There's a guy who does. I can't remember who it is. It shows up in a reel and social, and he talks about how um, most people are too busy and too focused on the end destination. You need to be focused on the journey, because if we all got to our end destination tomorrow, we, we'd be bored of it. Let's, let's win the lottery tomorrow. It'll be cool for a week and then we'll be fed up. It's the journey. We love the journey. And somehow unconsciously, I think we all um, love the struggle. Parts of the struggle we love because it, it, it makes us a better version of who we are. It makes us stronger. And um, I think sometimes we just need reminded of that, that the struggle's there for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the, you know, everybody loves a good story, right? And it's, you know, if you if you just skip to the last page of your story and you have no idea how you got there, 
what was the point of it? It's like, you know, writing your own story and, and every step that you take forward is, is one, you know, the next page, the next chapter in that, that story of you. Definitely. Definitely. I always think that when, um, when I tell my story back to my, to my lad, when he's older, my daughter, when she's a bit older still, cause she's a lot younger, um, what, you know, what lessons did we learn along the way? And can we teach them those lessons that we learn so they don't have to go through that? So everything happens for a reason. I always believe that you're exactly where you need to be, perhaps not exactly where you want to be, but you're exactly where you need to be. Because if you think mm -hmm. about this as not just as men, but as human beings or as dads, but as human beings, we usually resort to things that we want rather than what we need. You know, we pick things we want rather than what we need. And the universe knows that and it tests us to to see how we deal with it and are we a good steward of this this thing that we're asking for so i think the lessons are all part of the the struggle and the journey that we're all on here as, as fathers and, and guys i guess yeah yeah definitely <clears throat> um trying to think so bedros coolian by the way i was at a mastermind about uh beginning of december of 2022 and Bedros was one of like the keynote speakers. And I had uh, truthfully no idea who he was somehow in my lifetime. I'd never heard of him. It was like, yeah, like, cool. Like this guy's going to talk. And he literally got up and was electric. I immediately looked at my fiance who was sitting next to me at this mastermind. And I was like, I don't care how much his book costs. I'm buying it. I don't care like anything and everything that I can do to like take the tiniest piece of this man's brain and just learn something. I will do it. And I think it's literally, it's on my bookshelf right there is I have Pedro's Koolian's book. Not going to plug it because I'm not going to. If you want to find out, go Google search Pedro's Koolian's book. But he has a podcast that the second that I found that out, I have literally habitually binge listen to his podcast. And it's just, I hope that my podcast one day can be as beneficial and impactful to people because he's like 12 episodes into his new podcast of just him. And even just listening to it, I feel like I've learned so much and I've grown in just the month of listening to him talking about, you know, wealth versus, uh, what is it, wealth versus worth or something like that, where it's basically like, you can have all the money in the world, but if you're not happy, are you, are you, it was, it was that's what it was. It was, are you wealthy or are you rich? Yes. And what, like the difference between wealthiness and rich and like the concept of if you're not happy with the money that you have, are you actually wealthy yeah when is enough enough right we say this to our clients all the time when is enough enough because you'll just keep chasing the next thing like work out what your perfect day is from the beginning i have to tell you a funny story about when i first met bedros in, in person so he's across in the uk down in bedford in england and this is at the time that they are bigging up Fit Body Bootcamp. It's, it's in its infancy stage at this point, and they're just getting out there. They're, they're doing the tour, if you like. And one of their clients at Double Vision Condition Center, I don't know if it's still there or not, um, two guys of twins, and they held it out of this facility. And at the time, he, him and Steve Hawkman, I don't know if you heard of Steve Hawkman, him and Steve Hawkman were in Fit Body Bootcamp together. They launched it together. Um, they must have went separate ways. I don't know what happened, but anyway, um, <clears throat> we're sitting in the room and Bedros is sitting over to the right and I'm kind of sitting at the back in the middle and Steve's sitting in front and we had to do like an intro all the way around the room. 
And I think it was just British people there at the time. There was Welsh, there was Scottish, English and Irish. And everybody's basically given a quick intro of who they are and what they do and everything else. Now, obviously, being Scottish, sometimes if you don't come from Scotland, you have to listen a little bit harder, right? Because we have a bit of a strange twang now and again. And um, when it came to my turn, now I'm going to, I'm going to absolutely murder an American accent here. <laughs> I talk, everybody's talking for about 60 seconds. And he says, and what about you, buddy? And um, I start talking and I'm talking for about a minute and he just looks at me and it's like, it felt like a lifetime. And he's like, Man, I don't know what you just said, but say it again. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he had not understood a single word I said. So I had to repeat the whole thing and slow right down. So it was quite funny. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. bit, I can definitely of- imagine that. Because there there have been times, um, like a, a lot of the folks that I follow and like kind of look up to in terms of fitness and, and business, a lot of them have kind of that, you know, UK twang to their their audio. And sometimes I'm like, I have to watch on video because if I just try and listen to you, to it, like a podcast, I just, I can't, I can't comprehend it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We can be difficult to understand. It depends what accents you get, um, where we come from, but, uh, yeah, we can be, a, we can be funny to understand sometimes, but Bedros is a super cool guy, really cool guy. If anybody's not following him, they definitely should. Um, because although he's came from the fitness industry, he's been through a lot himself. And uh, some of the programs and everything that he runs is he's doing an amazing thing. I, I can't say enough good things about him. Yeah. Yeah. Everything that I've seen about him, I'm like, I don't know that I would ever go through it, but he's got a lot of a lot of irons in the fire, but he's he's crushing it. Yeah, he's doing well. He's doing really well. So, yeah. All right. So back to fitness, mm-hmm. I got to ask, because you were a trainer, you just said, you know, you were running fit body boot camps. When it comes to guys and, and specifically dads, where are you seeing, or, or I guess, what do you think is like the, if you had to pinpoint the one thing that is the reason that they're not seeing the success that they want, like, you know, what, where are you seeing the most time wasted for dads when it comes to like getting fit and, and maintaining their fitness journeys? Interesting question. Um, Number one, us guys in general, so not even just dads, us guys think that we can drink beer, eat pizza and get in shape. We fucking can't. We can, but within reason. We think that we can, women are way smarter. Like women get it. You know, women are, are like, women buy easier, they implement easier. Us guys, like we're if you think about the DIY build, the, the closet, the wardrobe thing, we don't read the instructions. We just go straight in, you know, like that's what we're like. We're wired that way. I don't need the instructions. I don't need, we'll just, I'll try it myself. And we screw it up because what, when you're trying to change the shape of your body, your health or your fitness, what you're metaphorically doing, if you don't have a skill set in that area, what you're metaphorically doing is cutting your own hair, building your own house, fixing your own car. If you're not skilled in any of those areas, you wouldn't do it. Your own electrics, you wouldn't do any of those things. Now, here's the question. Are any of those things that I just listed more valuable than your health? Well, no, because the two most valuable things in our life are time and health. So why the fuck do we try and fix it ourselves when we don't have a skill set in it? We have to implement and pull the trigger. Sure, nobody can do it for us, but you need guidance. Like yourself, like... They need somebody like you, a coach, any coach that has a skill set 
to show them how to do it. Because if I'm if I'm speaking truth here, they'll fuck it up. Because if I come in and do something that I don't have a skill set in, I'm going to screw it up also. So you have to be able to hire the right people. Imagine trying to be your own therapist. Could you imagine? Like, where's the beer? You know, <laughs> let's go party. Let's go party. Like, it's just not going to work out well, is it? You know, so like you have to, you have to hire somebody that knows what they're talking about. Super important. But then there's a flip side to that. And this is the part that I think so, so damn important. And I touched on that a little bit earlier on. As a father, before you're a father, you're getting fit and healthy for you. Maybe somebody on your arm, you know, like you're chasing the checks or the guys or whatever, right? But if you, when you become a father, it's no longer about you, like what we mentioned earlier on. My little boy right now is 10. Now, here's something, anybody who's listening to this, please like write this down, remember it, because it's so damn important. My little boy right now is 10 years old. I have mapped out, let's say that we live on average for 80 years of our life, right? I am 42. I know, based on that generic figure, how many years I have left on this planet. But more specifically, how many Christmases I have left with him, how many birthdays, how many summer holidays, all of those things. It ain't about me. It's about him. It's about standing drinking our first beer together. It's about standing watching him graduate from college. It's about him getting his first girlfriend, getting his heart broken, breaking a heart, getting married. All of those things, sitting watching the game with him, it's not about me. It's about him. And I dis- I made it about him the day I decided to create him. So sure, I, I, I get to be happy as well, and I've got to focus on me, but I also have a divine duty, an ultimate responsibility to provide for him. I can't go anywhere. I have to stay here on this planet and keep providing because he needs me. So when you become a father and getting into your health and your fitness and everything, sure, you might have times where you're thinking, you know what, I don't want to go to the gym today. Where's the ice cream? You'll have all these thoughts going through your head. And listen, I'm not saying you have to live like a monk and eat like chicken salads every single day for the rest of your life because you absolutely don't. But you need to balance it because if you don't, strokes, heart attacks, arthritis, fibromyalgia, cancers, I could go on and on and on and on, right? These are things that don't have to happen. And if you look after your health and fitness and they hire somebody like you as a specialist, you avoid all of these things. But if you're just thinking, hey, I'm young, things are going to be okay, it's only a matter of time before fucking something breaks. And it could be a broken nail, it could be cancer or anything in between. So when it comes to your health and fitness, my view is to never view it on what I look like, but based on why are you doing it? Because if it's about you, you'll give up. And you'll give up because your motivation and your inspiration runs out. But if the reason and the goal and the why is bigger than you, there ain't a snowball's chance in hell that you're giving up because you're doing it for this little kid who's watching over your shoulder. That's why, that's what'll get you out your ass and get your ass out of bed at 5 a.m. in the morning or 8 p.m. at night once you finish your shift. It's what will make you choose the healthy option rather than the takeaway. You know, it's it's that reason. But if you just focus on because you want a six pack, good luck with that because it ain't going to happen. And if it does, it won't stay. It needs to be something external and bigger than you. In my yeah. Opinion. <laughs> yep. No, yeah, absolutely. And I actually was talking the other day with a friend and he was talking to me about trying to lose weight. And I said, I was like, well, 
like what happens like he's got i think his son's about the same age around like 10 years old or something 10 12 years old and he plays hockey and i was like cool i'm like so when your kid has a hockey game and scores a hat trick for the first time ever it's like kids on cloud nine and he's like dad can we go out and celebrate and you're like yeah yeah cool and you go out and celebrate kid getting the hat trick like huge moment in your kid's life like where do you guys typically go? He's like, I don't know, like pizza shop. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, what do you order? He's like, a salad. I'm like, why? He goes, well, I'm trying to lose weight. And I'm like, well, that's fucking bullshit. I'm like, yeah, and, and it, it's the blend of what you're saying is you need to be there for those memories, for those moments for him. But that doesn't mean you have to sit there and eat a freaking salad when you're out celebrating with your son. Yes. I'm like, dude, have the pizza, but don't eat the whole damn thing. Have a yep. beer, have a pizza, like have a slice or two of pizza. Enjoy the time and the moment and the memory that you're creating mm -hmm. and don't, and worry about like, worry about being healthy tomorrow. But yeah, you know, like that moment, who yeah. is it? No, no low fat cheesecake, eat the cheesecake, get out your system, get it done. You're going to eat the pizza, eat the pizza. Like you said, don't go for the salad, just eat the pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy that time. Like the memory will be there. The Your kid will remember the memory that after I scored my first ever hat trick or, or did this thing. We went out and we had a great night and we celebrated and everybody was there and we had so much fun. I'm like, don't, don't get a freaking salad. Like be present. Enjoy the moment. Yeah, man. Your, your health we... will still be there tomorrow. Unless you, unless like having that, <laughs> so I guess the, the asterisk is, you know, if you're lactose intolerant or gluten-free, maybe don't eat the pizza. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be a disclaimer in there, but yeah. Yeah. Right, disclaimer. Man. Don't everybody eat pizza, please. <laughs> totally. Everybody's going out and getting pizza because everybody's listening to this right now is getting hungry and beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. It's, it's lunchtime. <laughs> totally. I have a philosophy that if you, um, if you, whatever you're doing, go all in, obviously not too extreme, but go all in. So if you're, if you're working, go all in your work. If you're spending time with your kids, go all in with your kids. If you're lazing on the couch watching the game, really laze out on that couch and go all in in the game. Don't half work. Don't half this, half that. Go all in. If you're going for the pizza, go all in in the pizza. Because like, you know, like I'm speaking of your wheelhouse here, if you're eating the pizza, you, you don't gain excess weight because you eat pizza. You will gain excess weight if you're eating pizza all of the time. And that's called a habit problem. The people that go over, people that are getting overweight, it's not a food problem. It's a habit problem. Just sort your habits. Just don't eat as much of it or focus on the volumes of where your tipping points are. It's nothing to do with the food or the drink. You can drink beer. You can have a pizza. You can do those things. I do all of them. I just kick the ass out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Much. Yeah, exactly. It's it's moderation. Yeah. yeah. It's like a, it's the proverbial, you know, uh, you know, six packs built in the kitchen. It's like, well, yeah, but, you know, at the end of the day, if you're 80% consistent, you're going to see results. Same Again, going back, small steps forward. Can I tell you, dude, when I um, when I had muscles on top of muscles and six-pack rippling and what I looked like then and where I am now, I am a million times happier. I don't know if the muscle that I used to have. I'm still fit. I'm still healthy. Still got a bit of abs going on. But my focus isn't on aesthetics. I'm so much happier because I didn't used to drink beer. I didn't used to eat pizza. I, I avoided all of those things. That guy was a dick. He didn't have a life. I thought I was like the greatest thing since sliced bread, you know, because like, look at me, but, you know, egotistical and whatever. But now, so much better. It's not driven by what I look like anymore. Anybody who's like listening to this and they're like, oh, I'd love a six pack. If you've never had the six pack, go get a six pack and you'll realize what it takes to get it. Then what it takes to maintain it 
And the first thing you'll be wanting to do is reach for the beer in the fridge because you'll be like, screw this. It's so hard to keep. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a precursor. It's not a, it's the word I'm looking for. It's not a clear indicator of how healthy or how fit you are, whether you've got a six pack or not, or even how much muscle you've got. None of that's true. So just like you said, moderation, find the balance. Fitness, some people like to be muscular. Some people like to be fit. Some people like to be fighting fit. It's whatever you want to be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's, <laughs> you. sometimes when you think you want to get a six pack, just go buy a six pack instead and you'll probably end up in a, you'll end up in a better result. Absolutely. You'll have a, you'll have a more fun time as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grab a friend, grab, go, go to the store, buy a six pack. And I promise it'll be better than, than having one in your stomach. I'm just thinking we've spoke about beer a lot in this, this, uh, and pizza on this, this show quite a lot. Maybe we should get a, a, a pizza and beer sponsor. That could be an idea. There we go. Yeah. I'll see <laughs> if uh, I can get like, you know, I'm in Pennsylvania. I'll see if I can get like victory to start sponsoring me. I don't know that I want to have a, an Anheuser Busch Budweiser label slapped across <laughs> my face, but maybe, maybe a local craft brewery. <laughs> yeah, you got to start somewhere. Awesome, man. So <clears throat> before we wrap up, uh, is there anything else that you want to talk about or share? Um, I'm just here for the value, man. You know, I'm just privileged just to be here with you. Um, like what we said right at the start, if anybody ever needs any advice, if they're ever just wanting a shoulder to cry on, an arm to put around them, some advice, whatever it may be, anything at all, just an ear to bend, whatever, you can reach out to me, Robert McVie on Facebook. Um, I've got nothing to sell. I'm just here, the guy, just if you want to just bend an ear, then I'm here. Um, if anybody's wanting to, to get fit and healthy, you're their guy, man. You're their guy. Yeah. Awesome. I appreciate that. So that said, thank you. This has been a great give or take 40 minutes of conversation. Um, definitely sure that some of the, the dads listening are going to have learned something. And, and again, I think that we've thrown a few tidbits and tool, tips and tricks in there for them to be able to take away uh, and implement today and enjoy things a little bit better. Uh, you know, as we said, get, get some pizza and beer and have some fun. Um, so I appreciate you sharing your expertise and experiences very graciously. Uh, I really do appreciate you coming on. Um, and to change course just a little bit, uh, I'm going to open the floor to you. If you want to promote uh, either your apparently new book, uh, or if you want to talk about boss coaches, whatever, the floor is yours for a minute or two. If you want to you know, talk about anything that you'd like to promote, feel free. Cool. Okay. So first of all, I, I'll apologize for coughing all the way throughout the last 40 minutes. I just got over COVID and it's still lurking about. Um, so first time in three I'll, years. I'll, I'll bleep that out. We can't say that <laughs> word on this podcast. You can cut that word. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, basically just all we do um, over here at Boss Coaches, the book's not even worth talking about right now because I've done like 15,000 words, which is nowhere near where it needs to be. Um, so it's currently just in its infancy stages. But yeah, Boss Coaches, all we're about is helping health, health uh, practitioners and fitness experts how to get off the one-to-one -one hamster wheel so they can spend more time with their family and actually gain location, financial and time freedom. That's the whole focus on what we're doing. We live in a magical world right now where we can work online. You can speak to anybody in any longitude, latitude in the world. And uh, that's where that's where we're at right now. We're on Zoom right now. So it's a fantastic thing. So, um, yeah, feel free to just check us out and see what it is that we're doing. We have a free group. If you know anybody who's in the fitness industry or a health practitioner that wants a little bit of help, we give lots of advice away for free. So feel free to look us up. Again, Robert McVie on Facebook, MCVIE, you'll find us quite easy. Perfect. And I will I will add both your uh, your Facebook profile and the group link in the show notes for anybody looking for it. 
Awesome, man. You can also throw in bosscoaches.co.uk if you want as well. I will do that. All right, perfect. So awesome. Again, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, and thank you to all the dads listening in the audience for joining us on another amazing podcast episode about how One Fit Father has done it and how you can probably and hopefully see the same results. So again, if you want to check out Rob or Boss Coaches or any of that, I will put all that information in the show notes and comments. Um, if you're looking for more support as well in your journey, uh, I encourage you to join my Facebook group, which is the Busy Dad Blueprint on Facebook. Schedule a free strategy session with me, and we can just kind of game plan what you're looking to do and how to get there completely free. Not going to sell you anything. I just want to help you get there and start beating the crap out of your kids in sports. Um, that said, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and get the word out there so more dads can keep this community growing. I'm Spencer Gallo of Gallo Fitness. Thank you, everybody, for joining me on the Fit Father podcast. Have a great day.